your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We start this morning with a story that has been dominating in recent days and weeks. The emergency department at University Hospital Limerick in Doyle broke all records last week when a total of 150 patients were waiting on trolleys one morning. The highest figure ever reached. And in light of this, Sinn Féin Senator Paul Gavin, who's Limerick-based, has called on the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, to resign. And Senator Gavin joins us in the studio now, along with Fiona Fall, Limerick TD and Minister of State, Niall Collins. And both of you are very welcome. Why do you believe the Minister for Health needs to resign? Well, good morning, Joe. Thank you for the opportunity to speak on this issue. Uh, There are five reasons why Minister Stephen Donnelly needs to resign. The first, uh, and and perhaps the most clear, is that since he came into power in 2020, we had 9,875 patients on trolleys. At the end of 2023, that figure had risen to 21,409. In other words, it had more than doubled in the three and a half years that he's been a minister. That is an absolutely catastrophic result And, of course, the figures do not in any way explain uh, the pain, the trauma, the heartache. We've heard horror stories of 87-year-olds waiting on trolleys for five days. Uh, Just just at the weekend, a colleague that I know, a 71-year-old man, seven days on a trolley. That's the first reason. The second reason is because this chaos, this catastrophe is is losing lives. We know from a, a study published in the British Medical Journal that for every patient that spends more than eight hours on a trolley, one in 72 additional deaths will occur. We are losing lives and have been in Limerick for some time because of this crisis. The third reason is because Stephen Donnelly is actually in denial around these figures. In the Shannon last year, he actually insisted there were just eight patients on trolleys when the INMO figure said there were 77. The fourth reason is because the minister has since been in hiding. I've tried to raise this issue twice on commencement matters uh, in the Shannon. He hasn't come in to take those those matters. Indeed, no, not even a junior minister has come in to take those matters. My colleague, Morris Quinlivan, has had the same experience in the Dáil. And finally, because the people of the Midwest, the people of Limerick, whose relations and friends have experienced this firsthand, no longer have confidence in the minister. Minister Collins, how do you respond to that? Well, I, I don't agree with it. Um, I, I think um, Paul is... Uh, basically playing politics with the whole situation. The facts are as this. Uh, in 2020, Stephen Donnelly took over as Minister for Health. Um, there was a number of asks of him as Minister for Health, and he has delivered on those. He has invested hugely in uh, UHL, uh, particularly at uh, the Dura Doyle campus. Uh, the operating budget there is up 25%. The uh, number of beds under construction um We've never seen it before. He's added 130 beds to the UHL group. Um, There's another 96 in construction, as we know, and there's a further 96 um, in planning. Um, The 96 that are under construction at the moment um, will come online in quarter one of next year. That's a huge increase in capacity. Um, Since 2020, again, um, he's increased the workforce there by over a 1,000 people. The workforce at UHL is now in the order of about 4,000 people, a significant investment uh, into human resources. Um, as well as increasing resources, he's also implementing reforms. That was asked of him also, and he has delivered upon it. 
uh, particularly around the consultant contract. Um, about 1,250 consultants, which represents about a third of the consultant community across the country, have now signed up for the, the new consultant contract um, that's uh, operating across a seven-day, uh, particularly aimed at um, providing care and discharges at weekends, which has been a major stumbling block in UHL. Um, we've you also know the minister himself said over the last few days that that was a key issue in, in Limerick, in, in that Limerick. weekend discharges were the second lowest in the country. And, and he himself used the word more than once, reform required. Absolutely. That, that's one of the major reforms that he has brought in. And, and But he's saying it's not happening in Limerick. Absolutely. He's pointing that out. And he has put in uh, uh, the Midwestern the Midwestern area was the first to have its new uh, regional executive officer appointed. Sandra Bodrick, you're aware of that. Our listeners will be aware of that. Uh, she's driving the reforms. She has um, an overview role in terms of the UHL hospital group, community care and public health to make sure that they're all integrating better, uh, to make sure that we have uh, proper um, strategic coordination of our services. Nobody said, Joe, that this was going to be solved overnight. And we all know, and Paul knows, we all know the history in terms of how we got to this point. But Stephen Donnelly cannot be um, criticised or he cannot be taken down politically uh, for doing his job in terms of stepping up to the plate and giving uh, the most resources um, to Limerick uh, over and above any other hospital or any other hospital group. And rightly so, the people of Limerick deserve this. And but, we deserve to no, see just, the, yeah, the issue in terms in, of, um, of trolleys at UHL being addressed. Uh, but in terms of the minister doing his job, uh, he has stepped okay. up to the plate and uh, he has resourced uh, the region We're, we're talking to Minister Niall Collins and uh, Sinn Féin Senator Paul Gavin. Do you contest the many... Minister Collins says, are facts put out there in relation to what's been done for UHL? Oh, well, I do, because uh, Niall seems to have missed the key point here, uh, which you've been reporting on for some time, which is that the situation is getting worse. The people on the ground know that. The figures are indisputable. 150 patients on trolleys last week. Joe, this year to date, we'll see, and we're only on the 13th of February, the the 3,000 patients on trolleys mark be met probably today. We'll get the figures at at half past ten. The figures haven't just got worse, they've got exponentially worse. As I said, 9,875 patients on trolleys in 2020, 21,409 patients at the end of 2023. And what worries me is this. But what about the extra beds and the extra resources that the Minister points to? So the extra beds are welcome, but the issue of capacity, which, by the way, came about because of the disastrous decision uh, to basically reconfigure the hospitals before capacity was put in place, a decision that was made by Fianna Fáil government. Um, we're, n- we're nowhere near where we need to be. So let- let's take the points that Niall has made. He says that 96 beds are coming on stream uh, in first quarter next year. Well, that's welcome, but actually won't be 96 beds because they get their- they're then going to phase out 48 beds in the Nightingale ward, which need to be reconfigured. So we're only going to get an additional 48 additional beds in reality. Now, we met with hospital management, David Cullinan and I, uh, just a few months back, and they told us that right now we're 200 beds short. So even after those additional 48 beds come, we're still going to be 150 beds short. Uh, a further study showed that we actually need 300 additional beds by 3036. We haven't seen the urgency required. Uh, the minister announced the second phase of 96 beds in May of last year. He'd already been in power at that point as a minister for three years. Yes, but he was dealing with the pandemic, for example, and you know, there was a lot going on in health. 
but let's be clear and let's take Niall's point about you can't fix this overnight. And I agree with you, Niall, in that regard. Mm. But here's the thing, Niall. Fianna Fáil have been either in government or supporting government for eight years. Fine Gael have been in power for 12 years. Now, to see this crisis get exponentially worse over eight years and 12 years is entirely unacceptable. And what we need above all, Joe, is accountability. This minister has well, failed. He needs well, to be since held you, since you actually mentioned Fine Gael, um, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, the leader of Fine Gael, was asked about UHL in Dura Doyle yesterday. Let's just hear what he had to say. Look, there are a lot of reasons for overcrowding. Uh, thankfully, the overcrowding that we've seen in our hospitals uh, this year hasn't been as bad as it has been in previous years, um, but it is still bad. Uh, a lot of people um, waiting on a trolley for far too long, um, and we have particular difficulties and particular problems in Limerick. Uh, we are investing a lot uh, in University Hospital Limerick. There's um, over 100 beds additional provided by the government so far, another 96-bed block under construction at the moment will come into service next year, another 96-bed block, block, block planned, um, a private hospital, the Bon Secours, is being built at the moment, which will help. Um, there isn't one currently in Limerick, only Barrington's, which is very small, uh, and also we're expanding services in Ennis uh, and in Nina um, and in St John's. Uh, so all those things should make a difference, but um, beds and staff on its own, I know, doesn't just make a difference. What's required is uh, good management and clinical leadership as well. And we've seen in places like Waterford, like Drada, um, my own local hospital, Connolly, um, where overcrowding is relatively uncommon, that you have to do all of those three things, um, better resources, clinical leadership, and good management too. Do you, do you have right, so there you are, the Taoiseach of the country talking about management and clinical leadership mm-hmm. at University Hospital Limerick in Dora Doyle. Does that not feel like the politicians pointing the finger at the people on the ground? Well, it's it's the job of the politicians to enact the legislation and to provide the resources. And that's exactly what Stephen Donnelly is doing. And I think it's worth pointing out, and it's noteworthy, that David Cullinan, who's a Sinn Féin health spokesperson, hasn't called for Stephen Donnelly to resign. And it's also worth pointing out, I, I shared a national television debate um, with David Cullinan recently and a, a national radio debate, uh, he has confirmed that Sinn Féin, if they were elected into government in the morning, wouldn't reopen A&E's in Ennis and in Nina. He and why going. not? He, well, because he sees uh, that it's not the way to go. Uh, he was challenging that and he was pushed on that. And, Sinn Féin and, I, and, I, and I want to just ask you about that, Paul Gavin, because when you talk to medical practitioners, experts in this field, they will say that it isn't necessarily the solution to open EDs in places like Ennis and Nina again. Do you agree? I, I do agree. Um, our own position is actually that immediately, and I'd call on Niall to support this, this call this morning, there should be a clinical review now that we've got the new regional manager in place to see how best we can solve this emergency in the short term. It may well involve additional beds uh, but did the in Ennis go and in, Nina. Um, from the minister mid last year we had Mary Fogarty of the INMO on uh, and and she said that you could see evidence when that team was on the ground of improving patient flow but I pressed her on well what's needed now and she talked about a seven day a week 24 hour hospital rather than a Monday to Friday Mm -hmm. hospital which she said is the case at the moment I asked about the nurses. She said the nurses have done everything they possibly can. And when eventually we got down to, well, who who needs to do more, she described it as multidisciplinary. And when I specifically asked her, do you mean doctors as part of that? She said yes. So is, is that where we're at? 
Absolutely. And w- one of the things we've been very keen to do is to create more medicine places in college to train more doctors. We've now tripled the number. No, of- it's not just staffing, though. She was talking specifically about current patient flow how it works, those teams operating better, i.e. senior decision makers on site 24-7. And that's exactly what Sandra Broderick's new role is. And it's about uh, pulling all the levers. It's about investing in our community intervention teams, which we've done. It's about investing in our minor injury uh, clinics, which we've done in Ennis and Nina. It's about having direct referrals. It's allowing the ambulance service uh, to bring people directly to those locations when protocols allow for that. But don't you think it's been known for a long time? I mean, you've been in here before talking about all of this, but I mean, why hasn't it happened in Limerick when the Minister for Health is pointing to other examples you have too around the country where the patient flow is so much better? It's actually got worse. It's actually got worse over this time. You're you're wrong, Paul, there, and I'll tell you why. The figures tell the truth now. Well, well, I'm going to quote the figures to you, and I quote Bernard Gloss who is the CEO of the HSE and if you want to contest... Uh, Do you not what, accept what, what, the what, figures, Noel? Sorry, just let me make the point. There's two, uh, and, and we know this, Paul, there is two forms of trolley counts, right? There's the INMO model and there's the HSE model. And they're both right. And I'm not disputing anything in relation to the figures. But it's a fact, and I'm quoting uh, Bernard Gloucester. The, uh, the number of people who were waiting on trolleys last year fell significantly, particularly in the second half of the year. You mean nationally or locally? Locally. That's not true. And That is true. The, the, number, the numbers on trolleys fell. And the point is this. The, the new uh, regional executive officer has been brought in to ensure that things like patient flow works better, that we get all of our uh, levers working uh, in terms of getting patients through the system. And it's very, it, it's very, very important. On the, on the point that... Yeah, so, so, so let me be clear, because I think your, your listeners will be really fascinated to hear this. The way the HSE calculate their trolley numbers means that if you're languishing on a trolley in A&E, but you haven't yet been admitted to the hospital, then you don't count. Your number isn't counted. Isn't that true? So there, it's a, there, isn't that isn't there, that there, factually there, correct? There's, there's and it's, two, it's a huge two disrespect to the INMO, huge disrespect to the nurses sorry, in the hospital. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. To, to, don't, to disregard don't, those figures. Don't, don't be trying to characterise what I'm saying as something that I'm not saying. What I'm saying is the INMO have their model for counting uh, trolleys. I'm not disputing that. The HSE have their model. They're they're fundamentally different uh, ways that they count. One is across a five-day, one is across a seven-day, and there's obviously... But but it uh, is true about people, you know, trolleys and people not being counted necessarily, even though they're on trolleys. Absolutely. I'm not disputing that. But but, 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 I mean, I I suppose... There's nobody disputing that, Paul. That's not the issue But for the average listener this morning, they will think, well, sure, if I'm on a trolley in one place and I'm not in a trolley in another place, I'm still in a trolley. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's not that's not in dispute. But but the point here is, but we're, you're we're, saying we're, things we're, are getting better, Noel. The I, 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 figures what, what, show that things are getting exponentially worse. What, what have, I'm saying is, I, I'm, co- I'm, quoting, I'm quoting Bernard. I'm quoting Bernard Gloucester. Okay, and the point is this: Stephen Donnelly, and we're in here to discuss Stephen Donnelly because you're saying, not your health spokesperson, saying you're saying as Paul Gavin a local senator, your health spokesperson isn't saying it. You're saying that Stephen Donnelly should resign. I'm saying the two things that Stephen Donnelly was asked about was to increase. Uh, the capacity of the UHL hospital group. He has done, done enough. That. Yes, he has. He has increased it significantly. And the other thing, and the other thing is the reforms. And he has brought in the reforms. He's implemented reforms. Uh, significant so, so reforms. So why, why have they not reached Limerick? Well, you need to bring in the hospital management in here. We are two politicians. We are in here debating uh, our approach. Uh, Paul is entitled to take uh, issue with it. I'm entitled to point out what we have done. I, I've never once heard... 
the, the local hospital management come in here and give an account for themselves. No, no, that's, we, we, that's completely untrue. That is completely untrue, yeah. Minister. We have had senior people uh, in here sitting where both of you are over the last two, three or four years discussing, yeah. explaining to yeah. some degree, justifying this. Yeah. That, that has definitely yeah. happened. Because not, we, not, and, not on and a regular basis. Not no, on no, a regular no, no, basis. no, 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 no. To be yeah. fair, no, it has happened. It I has think, happened. I think that's actually and, unfair. Yeah. And, 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 no, it has happened. Yeah. And just to be clear, we have an open invitation to them yeah. right well, now well, to come well, in I'd like, here. I'd like to hear from them more. And I think that's... And listen, there's no problem at all. If they want to come in here, right, if they want to come here at 11 o'clock, we're more than happy to because we've asked them. We asked them only in the last... Am I right, Anne-Marie? We asked them only in the last week or so yeah. to come back well, in but they well, have been well, in I, here I, I, I'm happy to hear that because, yeah. because I think it's important we're, we're in here speaking as public representatives and as politicians mm. and I'm answering Paul has made well, can, I, can, can, I ask, can I ask the obvious and, and question? I'm, and I'm entitled to rebut it because yeah, yeah, Stephen Donnelly and, has stepped and, and up to the plate. And you've been given every opportunity and so, and so yeah. have you. That's why we have you both in this morning because it's a very, very fundamental issue. But one thing mm. is you know, both of you will know because I'm sure it's being said to you by constituents. The view in Limerick of a lot of people is that if this were a Dublin hospital, this situation would not have been allowed to continue, up to and including the minister sitting in the front office of that hospital to sort it out. Is that true? I think there's there's more than a grain of truth to that to, to that charge, John. I heard you speak to Mary Fogarty about that last week. I don't think it would be tolerated to see this crisis escalate in the way it has uh, over the last ten years. At this point in time, I think there would have been a greater intervention. Um, and I have to say, because I think this issue of figures is fundamental to this debate, that it is absolutely unacceptable for the Minister for Health to disregard the INMO figures, which he's done with me in the Shannard. Uh, which Niall seems to be supporting here this morning, as you have, as, 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 we've, as, 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 as we've all accepted, if someone's on a trolley, they should be counted. Don't if someone's try and mis- on a trolley, they should be counted. What, I, what I'm saying, I haven't taken any issue with the INMO, and you're you're trying to create me as being a bogeyman, as being uh, somehow uh, anti-INMO. You need that, to accept that, that, the figures. That, that, I haven't not accepted the figures. Well, then things are getting worse, now. I, I haven't not If you accept the figures, then things no, are getting no, no, worse. No, just give, no. give me a chance. Look, I mean, Paul, you, you can you, you can paint it up whichever way you want. The facts are... I'm not painting. The, the, the minister has significantly invested in additional capacity for the region. He has significantly brought in um, reforms into the region. And if you look out into community care, for example, and this is important, Joe, there, there, for every one GP that leaves practice now, there's two entering. We have invested significantly in our primary care centres uh, around uh, the region, around Limerick. You look around the city, there's a number two, of... Two, uh, two, significant... two entering where they're needed now, like in rural areas, for if, example, if you, where, you're, you, where, where if, there's still if, a, you know, you, a real you, push to get you, GPs. If you, speak, if you speak to the ICGP, they will tell you about a significant recruitment campaign that they've got going on at the moment. So there is huge resources being put in in terms of bringing in uh, manpower but can, I, can I go back and, to and, the, the, the question? I think, Look at you, our I think you, you, need, you need to address this, actually, for, for yourself as much as anything else. That view, when you know it's there, that if this were a Dublin hospital, this would not have been allowed to continue by the government. I, I fully agree with that. And that's why um, this government, uh, and I was adamant, and I'm part of this government, that we would step up to the plate in terms of properly uh, increasing the capacity and resourcing UHL in particular, and bringing in the reforms. And that has happened under Stephen Donnelly. That's why we're here this morning. Paul thinks he should resign. I'm saying no, he has stepped up to the plate. And what would you say to people listening this morning? When do you think that they will be able to feel comfortable about going into the emergency department if they need to, and it's a necessity for them, 
that they won't spend days on a trolley. When is that going to happen? Look, I, I want to see it happen as soon as possible. I, I can't pick a date on, on the calendar here now. All I can tell the people who are listening to this debate is that there are uh, capacity um, enhancements happening. 130 beds have been added, 96 are being built, a further 96 are in planning. That will uh, address significantly. And it's about also... And will the patient flow improve in the coming months because of the introduction of... You mentioned Sandra Broderick, for example, somebody that yes. we would want to interview here well, as well I, in I would course. Expect, I would, of course, Joe, I would expect that to happen. And do you think, when do you think it's going to happen? happen? I don't believe it's going to improve under this minister. I don't believe it's going to improve but, but, under but, this but government. Can I just ask you then, yeah. you know, if, if you take the point that mm -hmm. th there are you know, patient flow issues, there are, Sandra Broderick is in play, Bernard Gloucester is a Limerick man. Surely there are things that can be done on the ground that will improve patient flow in the next few months. Yes, there are, but they're, they're not actually happening. And by the way, I very but, much but welcome... But I mean, will they not happen now? Well, I, I don't have faith in them happening, and I, I know from so my contacts... So you context, don't have faith in, 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 in Sandra Broderick? Well, no, we're not going to get into individuals. No, 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 that's what he's saying. No, no, no. That's exactly what he's saying. He doesn't have... No, no, we're not going to say that now. No, not individuals, please. Now, when you both know that's not fair. Well, he doesn't have faith in Stephen Donnelly. He doesn't have faith in Stephen Donnelly. He won't let me speak now, Joe. That's incredible, isn't it? But he does have faith in the people of Stephen Donnelly. I welcome the appointment. I welcome the appointment. Come on, we've had a civilised debate. You welcome the appointment by even if if we were going to make real progress here what Niall should have done is actually insisted that the 1500 additional rapid delivery beds that Stephen Donnelly promised last year were actually included in the budget but actually the funding wasn't there for those beds what we need right now is additional resources right now for community beds for step down beds and for more nursing home, nursing home packages okay. and home health packages they're not in place well, the, pa the well, patient well, flow issues well, the minister just argued that on what the patient, yeah, community the, the resources patient flow issues where huge, will these people huge, go he has huge a investment in, go. Our, in our community I, I, no, it's no, not working I, just, community just, just to be very clear I'm only drawing this to a close for now because we have debated this in summertime when no one was interested and the national media have no interest in what goes on in Limerick in the middle of the summer. We debate it consistently and we want to hear from you and you mm -hmm. and many others because I think it's going to be a factor in upcoming elections and I'm sure uh, you'll be hearing about it on the doorsteps as well. But we genuinely thank you both for coming in and talking to us. Thank this you. morning thank it's you. Minister Niall Collins and Sinn Féin Senator Paul Gavin. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.